Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. He never gives up. He'll stay till the fight. One G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe And thank you for listening. Welcome back to Knowing is Half the Podcast, episode 13, 20 questions. I am Ray Stacanus. Robert Chan. Gina Abilito. And we got a big episode we're going to talk about today. How was my intro, by the way, Chan? Was that the best one ever? Was not paying attention. I was eating seaweed <laughs> and a delicious Fuji apple. Farmer's <sighs> Market. Guys, episode 20 questions. Now, this is a pretty amazing episode. I liked this episode, although I, I didn't, I was disappointed at the title because when you say 20 questions, I'm thinking like a, a slumber party game. Okay. And this was not you, that. It was not a slumber party game, no. You were thinking it was going to be like Cobra <laughs> Commanders, like you have like 20 guesses to get a thing or something blows up, something like yeah, that. Yeah, like I, I was thinking, yeah, I was just thinking, oh, there's going to be, it's going to be more focused on 20 questions. What a fun title. And it really sure. had nothing to do with the episode. Well, do you want no. like Cobra Commander wearing footy pajamas to like just have people over <laughs> yeah. to, his, to his sleepover? Yeah, I want him to be uh, braiding, <laughs> braiding uh, that, that hood slash hair that is on Zartan's head. <laughs> I'm going to see him get some uh, <laughs> some uh, 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 dreadlocks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will go ahead and say this. Yes. Uh, of the episodes that we've watched, far and away the best. Really? I, I liked I it, yeah. I genuinely liked it. I think most of uh, the credit is due to uh, writer Buzz Dixon. Buzz Dixon, good good job. Who, uh, yeah, uh, has um, written a lot of stuff. I, I, don't, I don't recall if he's done any of other G.I. Joe episodes that we've seen. I think he's done one before, but I can't place it off the top of my head without looking. Uh, but he also wrote a lot of, a lot of comics and also wrote for like uh, Transformers, Thundar, Jim, Inhumanoid, Inhumanoids, uh, Tiny Toon Adventures. Oh, oh nice. nice. Wow. Uh, my Little po- oh, oh, story consultant for My Little Pony the movie. So. <laughs> well, uh, we, all, we all make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it just means that the guy has a lot of range. Yeah. He's done us a lot. So he manages to sneak in. And I, I, like, I counted them. Yes. Uh, because there are so few jokes in this you, show. You were saying this before. So few that hit with you. Yes. That <laughs> I can write them down because they'll be like, hey, there was one joke in this episode that I actually laughed at that was intended to be laughed at that and horrible. that I laughed at. Mm-hmm. I wrote down six, six. Wow. possible seventh this time. Wow. Like some of them were just like, not laugh out loud jokes, but ones of like, 
that was properly constructed. Yeah. Like it was a nice turn of phrase. The bar is just... set so low for you that anytime it's actual well, people that do mm. comedy though, I mean you know this. It's like when you hear a joke, you don't often laugh at it. You hear a joke and you just go, ah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's yep. very funny. Yep. yep. Good yep. stuff. And uh, that's a proper reaction though for plenty of people when it comes to comedy stuff. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I just so one before we even start with the episode itself, there was something I noticed in the opening theme song that I guess never really occurred to me before. Yeah, uh, and it's the scene with in the, in, the, in the intro where there's the giant Cobra airship that looks like it's the size of a city. Uh-huh. Right, and the GI Joes are assaulting it, and uh, Alpine and Bazooka are driving in a car underneath the giant airship, and Alpine throws a grappling hook, hooks both of them, and then they 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 take that leverage as the plane is in motion and swings up into where the cockpit is to grab Destro and throw him out of it onto the ground. And I'm Ooh. just I'm no science major, but I'm pretty sure that's not how physics work. Well, I got to be honest, I usually click off the window <laughs> on my computer once the when the intro is going and then I click back on. Cuz this bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> You guys have now seen it. Mm-hmm. Tell me I'm crazy. Tell me that that's not like bizarre physics in action. I mean, not that crazy things aren't happening all over that intro. Yeah, was first the episode, day. first episode of the show, they catch a shuttle, a space shuttle with, with a, a net. net. Yeah, with a net. <laughs> yeah. After that point, all bets are off. Nothing matters anymore beyond after that. I would just think you'd like rip your arms out of your sockets or something if you actually drove underneath a, a freaking airplane and just hooked it with a grappling hook. <laughs> they held it and moved it sideways. And it kept sh- firing up, and eventually they let it go, and it still made it into orbit, as if five minutes of, of uh, propellant isn't going to doom that thing to crash into the ocean. I would just say, had they tried to use a net in the intro, I probably wouldn't have had a problem with it, Chan. <laughs> a net is basically just a bunch of grappling hooks tied together. I hadn't thought of it. You know what? Never mind. Physics pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, so getting into the episode, 20 questions. We open up with war games, everybody, because G.I. Joe has to do training. Yeah, I, I have to say, because we, sh- we see Shipwreck right off the bat, and this was the first episode where I, I kind of I like Shipwreck. I think he'd You're be fun on a him. date. I'm, yeah, again, I'm with Chan. Wait a minute. Hold, hold on. Wait a minute. Hold up. I would go on a date with Shipwreck. Absolutely. I would go on a date with. He'd be the funnest GI Joe to go out besides Alpine. I think he's the kind of guy that's going to break your heart eventually because he's not settling down with a lady. No, but that one date would be super fun. I believe we've already established that he gets more pussy than anybody. Yeah, and and I can see it. This is the the episode that I can see it. I, I think eventually he'd get annoying. I think like you can sleep with him twice and then you're just like, ugh, okay, I get your shtick, dude. Go yep. away. But for those two times, you're going to be like, oh, he's But right around that time, you're getting tired of him, though. He's going to be like, I'm sorry. My true lady is the sea. Yeah. And he would ditch you. And you're like, you know what? I was growing old with it anyway. I, also, he co- he usually comes with a bonus parrot. Like, if I you went on a he, date with a guy and he had a parrot that like was it, it, you super mean smart, he needs the parrot with him to orgasm. <laughs> I was going to say, Chan, follow that thought. <laughs> I just think uh, this feels weird because I definitely understand, and a dude will be able to go like, "Yeah, I totally fuck Lady J. I totally bone the Baroness. She's hot." And you're bringing like another level of weird relationship <laughs> yeah. to it. Uh, like you still have this lascivious intent towards a cartoon character, which is fine. But then you're all yeah, like, "That's not weird." 
But then I was like, yeah, but what happens after, you know, like the third <laughs> time that we sleep together? Like, is like, is he going to, uh, are we going to spoon? I'm just saying, or? I'm, I'm trying to figure out who the best, who the best dude to bone no, no. and then be in a relationship oh, with. none of them are we, are Do we need to start playing material. Fuck, Mary Kill with the G.I. Joe team? Oh. Is this a new mini-sode, like, uh, yes, ad? definitely. It's okay, definitely. done. That's okay. going to be, you know, starting episode 13 mini-sode, we're playing Fuck, Mary Kill. Yep. I'll pull three members of the G.I. Joe uh, team from that. You, you're going to have to remind me every single time who's who, though. The only problem is every time we get shipwreck, apparently it's going to be fuck. And every time we get Dusty, it's going to be kill. I, I think Dusty's cute. Poor Dusty. Poor Dusty. Man, you no, do you, not think Dusty's no. cute. I think Dusty's cute. You marry Dusty. Yeah. He's, you would marry Dusty. You'd be so unhappy. No. You come home and he's going he's gonna to have made some food and he's going to want to watch a movie. Yeah, and but he's they're all MREs. Stable. They're all MREs. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So uh, in the war game, Shipwreck, Gina's BFF, or just BF, I guess. Yeah. Uh, he gets sh- his FB. tank. He gets shot. FB. Fuck oh, buddy. yes. Okay. Thank you. Come on. Do you know what? Took me a sec. I was thinking, <laughs> yeah. FB, I think Facebook. I don't know what to tell been you. been married for too long. Yes, that is 100% true. <laughs> and it's going to keep getting longer. Isn't that right, everybody? That was for the sake of my marriage. <laughs> um, so Shipwreck, his uh, tank gets hit with a big bag of flour, which is kind of fun. And then he gets out an Alpine and him start shooting lasers at each other. Uh-huh. And Shipwreck just takes it. Second person to get shot in two episodes. This is this is what I'm saying. His his shtick here where he's like, oh, oh, and he's pretending. I was like, I was like, this dude would be fun on a date. Like I could picture maybe going to play laser tag. Like you know, oh, yeah. you know who else eventually <laughs> used that gimmick? Was Paul Rubens in Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Yeah, that's true. So, oh. like, how, do, how would you feel about going on a date with Paul Rubens? You know what? I'd go on a date with Paul Rubens. But okay. Paul Rubens, his his he doesn't emanate the same masculinity that Shipwreck does. Uh, yeah, I'm does. not going to have sex with Paul Rubens, but I would definitely go on a date and talk. He's to muscular. With him. Yeah, he's a sailor. He's got a tattoo. I mean, there's a certain machismo that uh, emanates from Hector really? Delgado. Oh yeah, D- is sailor a thing that people want to have sex with more than Paul Rubens? <laughs> I don't I think mean, people nowadays I mean, want to have sex with sailors. I think, like, you know, there was a point where... Oh, I don't know. Yeah, in World War II. <laughs> and he's still wearing the same outfit. But he's, he's, he's hot. He's a hot cartoon. I, You know what? I'm with Gene on this one. I'm on Gina's side. I, was, I would fuck Shipwreck. He's I, got... Look at that chest next time you're looking at him. <laughs> Scope his chest, Chan. All of them have exactly the same chest. Yeah, but he's showing it. I, I mean, he's he's got the attitude behind the chest. <laughs> He backs it up. He you know what? Yes, I know exactly what you're saying. Uh, I, I'm not on board with you people. Uh, I do enjoy all of the... Here's the thing. Again, going back to Buzz Dixon, um, there's a lot of 80s references, but they're all like solid and sharply defined. Like this whole thing in the beginning, that's straight up laser tag. And yeah. kids, oh, yeah. I mean, just went apeshit for laser tag in the 80s. Really? I don't know if they do now still. There still it's are laser a, tag places. But it's not, it's kind of a weird old thing, kind of like a roller rink. Like, you can go and roller skate, but it's a little kind of old school, kind of square, you know. I don't know about that. I mean, it's lasers. I was well, literally I mean, just now. thinking, like, last week that I want to go laser tag, so thanks for calling me square, Chan. Yeah. I, no, again, uh, I'm with Gina against this. Uh, against you, Chan on this one. Wait a minute. Are you, <laughs> yeah. are, you, are, you, are you under the delusion that you were, you're doing a podcast about a cartoon from the <laughs> 80s, Gina? For God's uh, sakes, good, we are all good nerd primed. Good point. Uh, guys, let's go laser tagging after this. Any, anyone, who, a, anyone who would like to date me, dress up like a sailor and take me laser tagging. <laughs> and fake your own death. <laughs> 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 Parrot is not optional. 
So one thing I like here, Alpine. Uh, no, uh, yes, I'm sorry. Oh, another point. Uh, yeah, the other uh, '80s uh, thing that, that is very sharply drawn. Yes. is Hector Ramirez. Yes, he's Geraldo Rivera. Yes, I said this last episode, and you told me oh. I was going to be wrong. This Did is the Geraldo Rivera episode. Oh, I yeah, didn't. Yeah. I didn't get that. And you didn't get the twenty questions as a takeoff of twenty twenty. No. Yeah. Yeah. I get, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. These are all clever. <laughs> yes. Not to the point where you're like, that's yeah. ah, a genius thing, but they're all sharp. He's, and... he's setting up the universe. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Hector Ramirez just shows up with his cameraman and his producer, yep. uh, Arnold. Arnold. Who uh, the whole time I could have sworn was the Zartan. I thought it, I thought it was going to be Zartan Why too. And then later Zartan? when we saw Zartan, I was like, what? What the fuck is happening? Again, that's a sharp, that's. For people who yeah, are paying he attention, didn't go the here's the little route. double switch. You're expecting, yeah. Um, and also, I mean, uh, um, obviously, it's supposed that guy is supposed to be like me, or you know, a pacifist. <laughs> he gets political, the kind of person. Yeah, I didn't like, even get that. On. I saw him like he was like Fox News person whose entire job is to like naysay everything. Yeah, and I think this is like the precursor to Fox News right now. I here. actually put this reporter is worse than Fox News. Yeah, he, do- he doesn't believe anything. No, well, that, I mean this is the progression of media because uh, Geraldo was near that that front line where it became sen- where media uh, and news became sensationalist. Yes, then uh-huh. it evolved and became Fox News. Yeah, and um, where does Geraldo Rivera work right now? Now he works for Fox, Fox News. News. So yeah, yeah. but I agree that they're they're setting him up like they set him up like a crazy conspiracy theorist who is also like anti-war, right? Because I was I was like, yeah, absolutely, it probably you know like uh, uh you shouldn't be funding you know uh, uh military you know uh, sure not if not if the like, enemies aren't real billions of dollars yeah. Also. Yeah, yeah. And, and to be fair, if Cobra wasn't real and we were funding all the money, I would definitely want to know about that. Yeah, like, also, that's good coverage. GI Joe is terrible at protecting. That guarding this restricted area. I was like, they're like, they're like, oh. <laughs> their area restricted area was a meadow. Like he, yeah. he's like, hey, what are you doing here? This is a restricted area. <laughs> here we have tanks it's and like, guns. It's like they let three people in a car with a, in a news van <laughs> get literally right up to them. Yeah. And I wonder, is this exactly how media works? You just show up where soldiers are and just demand to see, like, the president, and he just sh- has yeah. to come yeah. talk to yeah. you? Yeah, they like, just how let, does that work? Like, they just let members of the press into, with cameras, with cameras. into their protected base that they don't yeah. want anyone to know the location <laughs> of. Hang out, in our, hang out in our commanding officer's office yes. until he gets here in an hour or two. But, uh, and also, <laughs> when, when, who is it? Is it, is it Duke? They send for Duke. Yeah, yeah. So, so someone, put shipwreck in charge of these guys why would you that put is the worst the guy idea. with yes. clearly the shortest fuse <laughs> in charge of people that you want to have a good impression of your military operations I, it's it's literally like the, these guys are like oh we're gonna get you you sons of bitches and they're like cool we're gonna leave you with this guy who has anger management problems who has no you idea <laughs> who cannot answer any questions he'll make us all look great you know who should put in charge of babysitting <laughs> the naysayers the hot-tempered sailor that's really... It, it makes no sense. Like, one of the women would have been way better suited. Spirit! Spirit's on base! <laughs> Spirit has the patience to deal with all the bullshit. Yeah, but then he would just give him Zen Koans the whole time. Honestly, he would be the solid choice because he would piss off the uh, the reporters to the point where they just give up and walk yeah, away. Either that true. or... I don't know if he's there, but I would also put Bazooka in charge of them. <laughs> it no. real. He would... He would... Def- Eat food now. He would... 
take them. I was about to say he would take them to like the top secret area that they're not supposed to get into. Except that shipwreck already did that. So, <laughs> he did that. Yeah, he's. A, uh, um, I do want to say that we passed over. They were all chilling in the uh, rec room. Yeah, that yeah. Was sweet. Somebody was playing a Spider-Man video game. Yes, he was. Which was a pretty really? ballsy crossover. I missed that. Back there. No, he, it was Spider-Man huge on the screen, and I, then there was I like some it. like uh, 3D business. It was 100% Spider-Man because it's all in the Marvel universe. Uh-huh. Yep. I was, together. I was honestly like, that was that rec room is like you know how you had that one kid in high school whose parents were rich yeah. and they had like a finished basement and he yeah. was like come over we'll we'll do this we'll play pool and you went there and you're like what yeah my basement it has a bunch of boxes in it like <laughs> it was that cool kid's place uh 100% they had a pool table yeah and they had a big like thing of books and i saw doc was there and uh he was pulling down a book and i'm like maybe that's where he gets the bound comic book that he was reading when he was on R&R about five oh, yeah. episodes again nice. uh, ago Oh. Uh, although I don't know if you guys caught this right now. Did you hear the um, Arnold, the producer, the naysayer? Mm-hmm. He said what organization that he was representing. Did you guys catch the that The Committee at all? on the Basic Reduction of Arms? The Committee on the Basic Reduction of Arms, which spells... Cobra. Motherfucking oh. Cobra. Sh- I actually wrote I, this down, I and I didn't even see I that. I didn't see that either. Oh. Cobra, bitches. All right. I like, Buzz this, I like this episode more and more. <laughs> Buzz motherfucking Dixon. Yeah. The Committee on Basic Reduction of Arms. I will this say- is no that is my that is that is my sweet spot right there like finding acronyms <laughs> based on uh uh first letters of stuff yeah and i missed that completely yep. i missed it too and i'm usually pretty good at that oh my goodness uh, does anyone notice that there's a random new chick a cover girl has she is been that cover girl before? that was cover girl cover girl she's been she hasn't had lines uh but she's been around but she's a background player for like the three episodes okay, we've seen I was her like, in so who far. is this bitch and why do you why <laughs> do you, why are you so territorial no 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 no, 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 girl? no no 100 because i wrote it down i was like what the fuck happened to lady J? yeah she's now shrewish and <laughs> dumb and weak which by the way i wrote down why are all female joe's redheads have the animators ever seen women oh uh, they're all from ireland like, it, I, I think that they legitimately were like, all right, we know what dudes look like. Big chests, sometimes facial hair. And six tan. feet tall. <laughs> what do ladies look like? They got boobs and red hair. Gina. They got big Gina. chests. <laughs> like, there's not a blonde in the bunch. In the nerd community, <laughs> there are two female archetypes. Anime, manga, uh, Asian girl. Uh-huh. And the, red, and, and the uh, spunky, sparky redhead. Those are the two women. But it's so much easier nerds. to get the three women confused when they all have the exact same hair color. Do you Use a think different crayon. that a nine-year-old boy cares? <laughs> yeah, I think that he, he probably wants a slightly different, like, there would be something for everyone if they just went the Charlie's Angels route. And did like one blonde, one brunette, one yeah. redhead. Yeah, I mean, I think they look different enough because you've got the girl with a uh, scarlet with the long red hair. You've got Lady J with kind of the pixies uh, brunette look, and then you've got Cover Girl, who's a little bit more of the sensible Hillary Clinton look. She, I did. I was honestly like looking at her, and I was like, why does I? I'm getting a mom vibe from her. And it's totally, not, it's not. I don't like it. <laughs> you don't like Cover Girl having like a mom Cover vibe. Girl. Uh, I don't like her. Cover girl was the mom's gonna have careers too, Gina. I don't like Cover Girl. (laughs) Get her out of there. Uh, Well, I think she dates shipwreck at some point. (laughs) Put that out there. No, I'm gonna gonna arrest that bitch for my cartoon man. (laughs) (laughs) So 
Uh, this going back to it here again. They asked Shipwreck to watch over the the, the news team, which it is. It's the worst idea ever. It My turns quest- out exactly how you would expect. Yeah, horribly. <laughs> I guess this is the equivalent of putting the dreadnoughts in charge of all your prisoners. Like, so- yeah. there's somebody's going to get hit with laughing gas. Oh wait! <laughs> Later on in this episode, everybody gets hit with laughing gas. Uh, I w- I'm going to point out the first time that I wrote down "funny," made a note of it. <laughs> It's in all caps. Yeah. Uh, he makes a joke. They they go into the super secret area, uh-huh. uh, like like you do, and um, they're like, "Ah, right, why don't you just like use the computer just to solve world hunger?" I was like, "What are you gonna do? Feed the world a short stack of floppy disks?" That was good pretty, that I'm was like, pretty good. Damn, that's <laughs> fucking funny. It's a good no, and and he's right though. I mean, it's just he goes in there. Why don't you use the computer to solve world hunger? I would just be like, how the fuck does that happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just going to use my computer to analyze where people are hungry, and then the computer will launch them food? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And that's why Shipwreck would be better on a date than you would be. (laughs) Because it's better. You know what? I know what I'm best in. I hope you two are very happy together. (laughs) There's also a cool moment where they go to an obstacle course, and, uh, you know, target practice and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's just a great moment where they're all jumping over walls and stuff. And if you look in the background... If you're paying attention, <laughs> you can see our my hero from last episode, Wild Bill, the sociopath who equates uh, murdering people with cleaning out his stable. Right, uh, right. You see him with his gun. You see the guy next to him run, jump over the wall, run, jump over wall. Oh, and then he just goes to the side. He, Wild Bill just totally, runs to I, the I, side. I and he just I runs right that. past the obstacle. <laughs> and I look at him like, you're fucking cheating, Wild Bill. You were a goddamn cheater. I saw that. And I had a moment of like, I wonder if they did that because it was hard to draw someone 100%. jumping over a wall. 100%. <laughs> because they didn't want to animate it. I just love the visual, and I wish that the reporter would have called it up, being like, you're not even doing the obstacle course. Yeah, it does seem like <laughs> something that that Fox News hippie would have. But also, it seems like a character thing that they would have put in for Wild Bill, because Wild Bill, of all the Joes, probably definitely like the top five Joes that would do just that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Wild Bill would do as little physical activity as possible. His job with the Joes is sitting down. I mean, he's a pilot I mean, of a helicopter. A there, are there any fat Joes? Uh, well, William the Refrigerator Perry there's from the, the 1985 Chicago Bears, a 350-pound uh, lineman, did join the Joes at one point. There's a rapper named Fat Joe. Oh, there's also a rapper named Fat <laughs> Joe. <laughs> dare you. But uh, yes, the fridge is the only one I can think of. Uh, and he doesn't appear in the cartoon ever. He was kind of a giveaway. Uh, giveaway. You send away for him, and they'd send you the figure. <laughs> Right after the Bears won the uh, Super Bowl in 1985, comes with an enormous fucking sledgehammer. That's <laughs> yeah, his weapon. It's, but it's a sledgehammer with like it's like a, a grip with a chain and then a, and a, a metal football <laughs> on the end of it. Oh, so it like slaps like you with not, it. Not a practical weapon. <laughs> not even a little bit. <laughs> and yet I wanted one when I was a kid more than life itself. <laughs> um, at this point. Um, God dang it. Well, there's a question I have here, and this is a pretty cool thing, I thought. It's like, they didn't have to take this detail, but you notice uh, Arnold's character, the, the, the Naismith, the producer guy, uh-huh. he's always clutching a briefcase up to his chest the entire time, and I thought, that's kind of a weird affectation for that character, but then I thought about it after I watched the episode. Hiding them titties? Hiding the boobs! Oh. Because it turns out it's Baroness. Spoiler alert, we assume you watched it. Yeah, mm-hmm. which, by the way, like, uh, jumping ahead to where you re- realize it's the Baroness. Right. Because I had assumed it was Zartan, and then you see Zartan, and I was mm. like, oh, that's weird. I, I assumed that this was going to be Zartan. Yes. I wasn't expecting it to be the Baroness. No. She is by far the best the best <laughs> at this. Yes. Because, yes. because here's the thing. We have seen Zartan, and he starts sweating profusely anytime <laughs> things go slightly off script. Mm. 
We have seen uh, uh, Lady J. Was it Lady J or Scarlet? Scarlet. It was Scarlet. We have seen Scarlet who... Multiple who times. Also couldn't think on her feet at no. all. And the Baroness fooled me for, for half an episode. <laughs> she kept the character. I legitimately, like, she was, she had these things where she was, like, scratching her face. She had, like, totally different mannerisms and completely thinking on her feet. Yeah. Why is she not the master of disguise <laughs> instead of Zartan? Because if I were her, given how much she, she and Zartan hate each other, don't they kind of hate each other? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I would just be like, you just got schooled, bitch. Well, remember the episode previously, though? She rips on Zartan and says, your acting wouldn't even get you on a soap opera. Yeah. Maybe she's really like this. She, she's putting her money where her mouth is. I was is. just going to say, mm-hmm. she put her money where her mouth is. Yeah. Uh, Good for her. She needs to be doing more of that business. I know. Yeah, because you know what Zartan's fucking costume is? A cloaked sheep herder, right? Which literally, which, Rocky. You which can totally literally, as it. soon as you see it, you go, "Oh, well, that's Zartan." Oh, exactly. There's, yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a moment in the movie where What's there's like a, 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 cam- a, a, a camel herder. <laughs> And it turns out to be Zartan. Like, what's this? Uh, oh what's my this gosh! Tunisian sheep herder doing <laughs> in Colorado? Guys, this is weird, right? He's only wearing a bed sheet, and it has Smurfs on it. Again, That's weird, I'm right? saying he has one job, and he can't and he can't do it properly. And he just got totally schooled. Like, she should teach an acting class. Yeah. And and the whole time through, like she's seeing shit that clearly is real, and she's still like committed to that character. Yes, don't believe it. And also, she it. somehow like because Zartan has that thing that he's he can affect his voice, like he can change his voice. She right. doesn't have that. That was all her. Yeah, all mm-hmm. natural. Mm-hmm. All natural woman. <laughs> So at this point, Shipwreck gets pissed off, and he does what any logical Joe would do. There's an intel report that comes in (laughs) that says there's a Cobra base in the Rockies not far from here. Guys, let's hop in the copter, steal it, and then fly off base to take it there. Yeah, and be a dick to Ace while you're at it. What's that about? Oh, man. And and take civilians there. Like, he, I know we're not going to get it, but I really want him to be reprimanded. Right. If it wasn't for the laughing gas, I think. (laughs) Well, this is a weird thing, because this is, you know, Cobra's plan or something. I don't really understand exactly how this is working. Because he's flying over, and Cobra Commander's like, "Here it is." Zartan says, "Let's shoot a missile at it." Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's if, be inconspicuous. So, we have a completely hidden base. There's no, there's nothing to draw attention to us except for the missile launcher. Anytime yeah, somebody comes near, n- not to mention the Baroness is in the copter <laughs> that you're shooting at, and the whole purpose of her mission is to get like public support against the Joes. Yeah, that's not going to happen if Cobra murders the man <laughs> doing the investigation. Right. Well, here's the thing: is that. <laughs> That was completely unexpected, and they do. I mean, she does mention it later. It's like if you hadn't fucked this up, we would have just like gotten a story and then went away. Yep. But like he shipwreck, like being a complete Gonzo weirdo, is <laughs> like let's just fly out and attack Cobra with our one helicopter. It's really like the Mister Magoo syndrome, where he <laughs> yeah. just accidentally yeah, yeah. hits into every yeah. single thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, the other weird thing is like this intel report came in that shipwreck saw. It's not like he hid the report. The other Joes on base should have been able to see that there was trouble in the Rockies. Right. Well, he left it up. That's what I'm saying, though. So it's like no other Joes manned this switchboard. This is a top secret important computer of impending doom. (laughs) No, everyone's gone from the wheel. Because he wasn't even supposed to be there. Yeah, no, everybody was in, in the rec room. Because they got that new 3D Spider-Man. You leave. Dude, you just leave. 19, in 1984, that's cutting edge shit, man. Yeah, I, I, I concur. If there's a pool table and video games in another room, that's the room I'm going to be in. I don't care what world danger is happening. You guys, I, 
Uh, I'm not putting you guys in charge of anything <laughs> from this point forward. I mean, you can put us in charge of fun. Oh, I'll uh, be your fun captain today. Uh, funny number two, and I did put a question mark on this because it okay. was definitely a construction. I didn't laugh. Yeah. But I was like, that was correct. <laughs> okay. That was correctly written. Um, Such a low bar. <laughs> we set Ship- the bar high. Shipwreck is like, Sam! Surface to air missile. Uh-oh. We all know that. Yeah. And then uh, Baroness goes like, my name is Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, that's that's, that's kind of I funny. forgot it, but it made me laugh when you just repeated it. So. <laughs> you know what counts? <laughs> All right, fine. It's on the list as as a definite laugher. Uh, At that moment, though, so Shipwreck uh, says, if we launch this missile, we'll all be killed. Why? Why will they all be killed if a missile goes off near them? The missile isn't aimed oh, at them. No, it's yeah, aimed no, at the sky. Yeah, you're going like after they've already crashed. And they're, yeah. and they're ready. Oh, that yeah. makes no sense. Uh, I, just I, went, I was the, thinking like it had a fiery tail. <laughs> Guys, they'll just burn out the. So put it in the forest of the Rockies. Yeah. <laughs> if it's really going to have that scorched earth effect to it, you'll never find it then. And so he just like unplugs it. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is a little bit weird. Yeah. That is awful. Uh, can we also mention, though, that uh, Shipwreck punches Arnold? Oh, punches Arnold what? right in the face. Yeah. Arnold gets Whoa. too close that over his shoulder while he's trying to do maneuvers. He's like, I told you, shut up. Boom. That right makes in the nose. Shipwreck. Wow. A woman beater. A woman beater. Yes. He's going to be, he's going to join the NFL soon. <sighs> Ouch. William Topical yet. Yeah, yeah, true. So wait a minute. Would you be okay dating him as a woman, as a woman beater? <laughs> I mean, he didn't know, so I'll give him a pass. You're always giving him a pass. <laughs> but also, it's a testament to how great the Baroness is at acting. It's again, true. No again. hints. <laughs> because, like, if someone punched me and I was in disguise, I would go, ow! <laughs> like, a, like in my normal voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But she stays yeah. in character the whole time. If you're doing like an improv show and someone yeah. on stage like slaps you full on, you're like, oh, yeah. all right, motherfucker. Yeah. That's not funny. And That's she, not part of the scene. And she just rolls with it. She's, How about... She takes it. <laughs> There's all three of them on one seat. Is there, <laughs> I just one point on one of the cameramen just turned to be like, Arnold, you smell really nice today. <laughs> <laughs> but th- that's just me, maybe. Uh, and then also... We're back at Joe Base. Yes. They're hanging around in the uh, rec room. Yes. Funny number three. Uh oh. Freedom comes around, like lands on, you know, spare shoulder. And mm-hmm. um, who was it? Who was it there? Was it Ripcord? Alpine was there. Was it Alpine? Alpine was playing pool with Spirit. Uh, Spirit says some weird Zen shit about it. Doesn't matter where you hit the ball, the universe will take it where it needs hold to be. Hold on. Let's, let's okay. listen to it. It's yeah, Joe Porn music. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm disgusting probably gonna die from some disease have no fear for my health alpine i don't i'm worried about freedom <laughs> boom dude boom. how great a, a yeah. zinger was that it's a, it's a pretty good zinger good timing too also Takes i would be pause. slightly uncomfortable if if the only native american guy there is being made fun of <laughs> but that's the thing is that it, it, they're all making fun of each other they're capping on each other so he's like part of the group yeah it's not like that's true everybody's only making fun of freedom oh no yeah that's true and spirit yeah no it's a good moment uh, by the way i like that spirit's chilling with them yeah i like he's that, playing pool yeah or at least yeah, watching alpine play pool Fe- spirit's the freedom. dude freedom's the bird right yeah that's what i thought uh yeah. gina meant that uh it was cool that the bird was hanging around <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 that's weird i like that they hang with the animals so we we end up getting uh this is the first appearance of one of my favorite uh G.I. Joe Cobra enemies, Wild Weasel. Uh, the Wild Red Weasel. Baron pilot for oh, the yeah. Cobras. Yeah. I really like this guy a lot, and there's not a lot to this character. I just think he looks <laughs> cool. And he's got like a uh, Fred scarf from Scooby Doo. 
<laughs> and he's, you don't see many guys wearing, what is that, a dickie? Yeah, dickie. You don't see many villains wearing dickies these days. And he never takes the helmet off. He's decked mm-hmm. out all red. That is a cool outfit. That's what Darth Maul should have been. I feel like, <laughs> what are the odds that, like, there's only four people in Cobra? Because right. you never see their faces. So what if it's just Cobra Commander putting on a bunch <laughs> over and different, over again? Yeah, like to, to make it seem like he's got all he's got a whole army. <laughs> he just keeps putting putting ma- different masks on and different I mean, outfits. There were a bunch on. of rattlers up in the air at once, sure. so I well, feel like we're probably safe. autopilot. Chan. <laughs> well, we learned that the, the doggy parachute. <laughs> um, well, the one uh, thing uh, I'll say really quick is my just to camp on Wild Weasel really quick. There's just a great character moment that happens when the GI Joes like start attacking him and the missiles are going on, uh-huh. and they like the two planes fly in front of Spirits like slow moving aircraft, and he shoots both of them and blows them out of the sky, and Wild Weasel just turns to the other pilots and goes. <sighs> don't let him get behind you. Like, he's the most exasperated. Like, you Cobras are so goddamn <laughs> stupid. Squadron, don't let them get behind you. Duh. <laughs> it's just a great moment to me where he's just like, <laughs> I'm in charge of these fucking losers. I'm just going to keep giving them basic instructions, and they're still not going to do it. I mean, the underlings we have established are useless. In every yes. episode, they are useless. It must get frustrating. Oh, yeah. Uh, I also want to point out that um, the Rattlers came out of a secret, like underground hangar, underground lake. Uh, did oh, I say underground? This is aw- I meant the under whole lake. thing is awesome. The entire <laughs> lake has to get drained yeah. every, every time, time they send out Rattlers. So if you're wondering why there's a drought in California, <laughs> maybe it's because an entire lake just disappears like every other day or so. That it's that this is the first hiding sp- hiding place. That I have been uh, totally on board with. Yeah, really? this was like, straight up legit. Like I was like, oh, this is much better than an obvious temple. Okay, fair enough. Or even like a weird underwater base that everybody knows yeah, about. Yeah, like this was just like you could be you could be hiking in the mountains and not see anything. Oh, you go right was, over it. It was properly hidden. Yeah, there was only an exhaust port that they only found out about because well, Weasel, Weasel told uh, them flipped yeah. on them. Yeah, and everything was one hundred percent legit on this thing. Yeah, I was I was on board. I felt like they were wising up. And yet it still Which didn't stop the whole place. damn shame that it came down. <laughs> for being destroyed, exactly. Uh, so th- they end up taking Shipwreck and the news team into the base uh-huh. for reasons I don't fully understand. Like, isn't the whole point to like discredit G.I. Joe by saying that Cobra's fake? Why are you well, taking them point, inside the base? At this point, they must have abandoned that plan. No, because Arnold's in there being like, I don't believe any of this shit. I think, again, it's just the Baroness committing until someone tells her to stop yeah, Okay, fair mm-hmm. enough. Like, I think at this point, the, the higher-ups are like, I mean, this plan isn't going to work anymore, right? Like, this, this reporter has clearly seen too much. He knows that we exist. But this is the weird part, is Hector's never been more behind Arnold because Arnold says, all this shit is fake, and then Hector's like, you really got some explaining to do, shipwreck. <laughs> it's like, we're in the fucking base. I'm telling you, this is like Fox News and climate change. It seriously is. It's, it's like, r- it's literally like there are Fox News reporters standing on a glacier as it is melting. Yes. <laughs> and they're like, nope. And at this point, shipwreck. Got a narrative to tell. <laughs> shipwreck doesn't even, he's like, yeah, whatever. It's fake. Fine. It's fake. We're in the goddamn base. We're talking to, and there's the other thing. Cobra Commander comes up and talks to them, right? Oh, hold on. We're going to stop here. Okay. Because oh, you do the loudspeaker. Funny. Funny. I genuinely enjoyed this part. Zero three nine contingency in the lower aft receiving dock. Yep. Assault troops report for briefing. Mm-hmm. That's all the troops. Seaweed. Tonight's 
like no. is the amusement park of terror. It's mayhem on the merry-go-round and revenge on the roller coaster as the bad guys try to beat the good guys on the Ferris wheel. Listen Amazing. to the tone of her voice. So, I, I liked it. Couldn't She's be more so uninterested. It. It's the best. Yeah. And how about Cobra using a woman for that job? Sure. <laughs> how about they got that the, for progressive? They got the woman who's like the white zone is for loading and unloading uh-huh. only. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I have to say, like, I, I bet that's... They had a nice night planned, and the Joes came and ruined it. They did. They were going to watch Amusement Park They're, of Terror. Yeah. Come I on. bet they were really excited about I it. I bet you Cobra actually produced that film specifically for... Movie uh, night? Uh, yeah, because obviously, if you're doing a morale thing, yeah. the bad guys have to win. Oh, so you're like you're saying that this is a propaganda film, almost? Guys, not a propaganda film, just something that would appeal to people of a you know uh, who work for Cobra. I don't want to get into this, but in a future <laughs> episode, Cobra gets into the movie business oh, to I'm make no people unhappy. I'm on board with yeah. that. Yeah, uh, they totally that they understand ev- the propaganda. That why everyone gets into the movie business? <laughs> yes, <laughs> like I assume that's how Michael Bay got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he clearly wanted to make people as miserable as possible. Yeah, they they go in and they they this is future, but they 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 change the endings of famous movies and the one they do is like King Kong and they have like King Kong win destroy the city so it's, and the, it's George Lucas yeah. I would love that movie yeah. <laughs> and the moral of the story and then I remember this the moral of the story is the guy looks at the camera and goes see don't fight anybody who's bigger than you credits <laughs> okay first of all everyone knows the saddest part of King Kong is when he dies mm-hmm. so that would be an improvement on that movie like, yes. it would be it wouldn't make people feel bad it would make people feel good like they'd be like yes. oh good that like that one, that one being, because King Kong is the only giant ape on Earth. No mm-hmm. one should be celebrating his demise. They mm-hmm. should be like, look, he's an endangered species. Let him destroy this dirty, stinky well, city. Well, let him hump the Empire State Building, do yeah. what he got to do. That's well, yeah. Except for Chris Christie, of course. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> We're talking about global warming. Large We're making man. fun of Chris Christie. <laughs> we not? just alienated all, right. all so, of our right wing. <laughs> Back to the show. Hey, guys, just jokes, man. It's just jokes. Uh, so getting back to it, this is a weird moment for me, too, because they, Cobra Commander comes up, and he's like, oh, I see you've got the reporter and whatnot. And despite the fact that Hector Ramirez is doing an expose about Cobra, and Cobra Commander has been on TV multiple times to threaten <laughs> the world, when Cobra Commander is standing in front of Hector Ramirez, he says to – or uh, yeah, Hector Ramirez, right? Yep. When he's standing in front of Hector, Hector looks at him and goes, who's this guy? <laughs> He's got to be the most recognizable man on the planet. He's uh, he's been on your TV screen and you work in media like five times to threaten the world. Wait, maybe is he wearing a different hood? He's wearing a hood in some, but he's wearing the chrome in others. But usually the hood is when he makes the demands and he's wearing the hood in that shot. I don't understand what's happening. Is it possible Hector Ramirez has face blindness? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, did you bring that up because I said I had face blindness for Tilda Swinton? <laughs> oh, that's right. I specifically have face blindness <laughs> for her. I never recognize her in movies until I look at the credits. I'm like, holy crap, that Wait, was Tilda Swinton you're again. About because she of Trainwreck, she looked totally different in that movie. Yeah, and she looked totally different in <laughs> Snowpiercer, too. Love and she looked totally different in friggin' everything. Orlando. And I never recognize to her. be fair she that's what she's known for like i remember watching orlando and in the middle of the movie she changes sexes <laughs> yeah oh and so it, like she's known for being a blank I, you know slate. what you know what i uh, uh so does gary oldman but <laughs> i recognize gary oldman every time i love him he's one of my favorite actors by the of all way time. gary oldman seen him several times at that farmer's market uh are we going to talk about explosive gas yet uh <laughs> 
one sec before explosive gas <laughs> because this is there's a lot to unpack with this episode to be fair we've got the the creation of fox news we've got syrian chemical weapons talk but before that happens baroness has a, a great line when she's finally outs herself uh-huh. she finally is like you know what this gig is over i'm just gonna i'm gonna go and pull the ripcord on this scene and tag out she turns and says Wait, which one do you want uh, you are the stupidest male i ever met that's the best Fool, you are the stupidest male I've ever met. Didn't have to bring gender into it, but she did. Although I do want to take a uh, take a moment right now to point out that we could have passed the Bechdel test this time. I was thinking that. She could have talked to a woman at some point during the, her Arnold time. But she didn't. She, she didn't. She did not. She didn't. <laughs> did not. Like, even on the battlefield, like, CoverGirl was there. Yeah. Like, could I just had a word being like... She probably didn't talk to her because she was like, who's this bitch? I don't, I don't, I don't remember this chick from any episode. Are you even a Joe? <laughs> Who the fuck are you? Who are you? You look kind of like those other chicks' mom. <laughs> Why are you a shitty version of Lady J? Yeah. Oh, um, I just love angry. the Baroness. We're going to get angry emails from the feminists out there. No, no, no. Because uh, uh, Lady J is pretty great. Scarlet yes. is not as good, but she's okay. She's all right. This specifically, this character is awful. Yeah. And she whines. And she's like, what are we going to do, guys? They get, well, they get worse. They I get remember worse. her getting better as the episodes go, but I'm not going to stand by that statement. I, I, still, I still miss the chick that was uh, that went on to the gem spinoff. Satin. <laughs> Satin. <laughs> We miss Satin. I don't think we'll ever see her again. She was a good lady character. I'm satin so, by that. <laughs> thank you. I think see, the G.I. Joe jokes are better. Like you have any fucking see, if, Ray, if Ray nope. said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if I said you'd be disappointed in me, Chan. <laughs> how dare you? Um, Chan, uh, now you're the official science guy on the podcast. <laughs> what's explosive gas exactly? And what's its purpose out in the world? Wait, that's a real thing? All is gas it? is explosive. Is it? That's why it's a real thing. It's not specifically what is the use- explosive gas. I mean, it might be something <laughs> like napalm, or but I mean, and it's in a helium tank. <laughs> if you have a canister of something that blows up, like I, I don't understand how that is more effective than just a bomb. That is that. It's easier to carry, probably. Easier, and then what do you do with it? You let the gas out and. No, you have a little warning on the side that said has warning contents under pressure. There's no warning on a single one of these canisters. It's just a it big says, red canister. No, it says explosive gas on it. And it says it. explosive it's gas. Yeah, but I didn't see the little triangle thing with the colors and, and the it's red box. Apparently so advanced that they have to store it away and Cobra feels the need to to steal it and it's also being held at like the most minimum security army yeah. base ever. Yeah. But also, there's all sorts of other gases that make pretty colors and do different things, like make people itch and make people laugh. Yeah, yeah. itching yeah. gas. There was a fourth one, but I don't think they really get They're into it very non-lethal. much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And thankfully, um, Buzzer cuts his way into the building through the one hole where there's no tanks. <laughs> I appreciated that because that could have gone terribly wrong. I mean, say what you will about the dreadnoks. They're all each individually very good at the one thing that That's they right. do. That's right. And he is very good at using the chainsaw to yes. cut things. <laughs> and nothing else. Nothing else. That's that. That's not his job. Oddly enough, also, he is a violinist. Division of labor. Division of labor. Have you ever heard? Have you ever taken an economics class? Yeah. The the. Uh, um, I was about to get into like some economic terms and I remember realize that I don't remember any of them. Yep. I have the concept As in my it head. Should be. I was going to be something like uh, it's like a division or the pre. Uh, uh, mm, okay. No. Let's just move on. <laughs> yeah. Just move on. I go back to like just Zartan's plan here. He's like, hey, they sent us here to get the explosive gas. 
Let's just take get it all. everything. Get it all. Why the fuck that not? Is, that is correct. Perfect. That's he had the truck space. Yes. He had the trucks to do it. Yes. Yeah. There's all sorts of uses for all of those other non-lethal gases. Yeah. yeah. You might Although, have prisoners again. <laughs> sadly, uh, as you were saying, the one thing they mentioned that don't ever bring up again is tear gas. Yes. None of them. Maybe that was the fourth gas that didn't get... But ever it, mentioned it, it yeah. uh, was overridden by the laughing gas. Oh, they could be crying while they were laughing. Yeah, and none theory. of them were. <laughs> no, no, that's not what tear gas does. Uh, that's also not that. what laughing gas does, Chan. But why are we splitting hairs now? Fair point. <laughs> Fair point. So Duke finally arrives at the base. Uh, why is why does GI Joe not have an on-site PR team or anything? Like, why do they have to fly in Duke to answer all the questions? Don't they have also, like any what, kind of spin zone? I mean, what took Duke so long? Like, what was he doing? Was he boning? He was banging Scarlet. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, assume he could have just been off base doing at what? lunch for heaven's doing sake. What? At lunch, an hour we, away. We have established that they only eat lunch on the base at the Joe Cafeteria. He was probably in D.C. debriefing somebody. That's reasonable. He's the commander. In, he's the commander of GI Joe. He's probably doing a lot of other administrative stuff. Wait, they're in Colorado. He's in D.C. and he got there in an hour. Supersonic Sight unseen, son. like immediately got the thing. Have to leave now. Yeah, and I he mean, got there in an hour. I and would they, buy no, that. He was flying one of those crappy flying things. Oh. that don't. It's like it's like a faux. It's the helicopter with no blades thing. Sure, it's not looking very fast. That's my entire well, point. He might have just been on his way back. Yeah. from wherever you know. Fair enough. I guess why why does Duke have to do it? Why don't they have a, a media team or anything? You know, we've established why Duke has to do it because of the fact that when they left. Those people with shipwreck, <laughs> it went horribly wrong. Severe damage control <laughs> necessary. Um, so Cobra has drilling machines, guys. Yeah, uh, I looked yeah. them up actually, and uh, is that a thing? Uh, I, I looked up like drilling thing. I was, I was trying to remember if there's a toy. I don't think they ever made a toy no back toy. then. There's although no they did make one uh, later, and it's called, called like the the lava something. Uh, oh wow! Um, okay, I don't even know about I guess that one. You, you drill into volcanoes with it to make bases. That's pretty cool. Oh. That's yeah, an evil yeah. genius kind of a thing to do. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm top. Type in lava and cobra and see what we get. It's going to be some sort of horrible, disturbing animal. <laughs> the lava pod <laughs> with the volcano viper. That's oh. uh, that is <laughs> that's what year did that come out? I have no idea. Oh, yeah. that's that's new, new, new. That's, that's when the movie new. came out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I mean, you can see that it's, you know, it's got the drill on, kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anyway. Um, so yeah, so they they just have this guys, just so you know. Yeah. It'll it'll be hey, Chekhov's drilling machine. <laughs> it comes up at the end of the episode. They need it. Yep. I was down. Uh so uh Gung Ho and the other rest of the team are there, uh Spirit and Alpine mm-hmm. and uh Cover Girl, and they got Wild Weasel's instructions now, and they're gonna try to like infiltrate the base. And uh, another weird moment happens when Gung Ho looks and he sees all the dreadnoughts coming out to in order to go get the gas. Oh yes. Nope, go on. And he sees all the dreadnoughts coming in. So basically, there's five trucks, each one piloted by Zartan and the dreadnoughts and maybe one other Cobra troop. And Gung Ho turns after five trucks, and he turns to the rest of the team and goes, they got every Cobra trooper in the world here. Oh, uh uh-huh. So apparently, Gung Ho conflates five dreadnoughts (laughs) with every Cobra trooper in the world. That's bad math. And I'm not good at math. That's bad math. So he can't count. <laughs> uh, you know, I did want to go back uh, because funny wrote funny again. Yes, uh, it's this line from Cobra Commander. He's 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 gold. I will not allow such impertinence. 
Especially from an enlisted man. Ah, that's good. Dude, that's a straight up military joke. It's Cobra, a commander, is like a huge asshole. <laughs> it's all about hierarchy. I'm like, no, no, no. Not, I mean, if you're an officer, you talk to me. I'm not going to take. Uh, ba- I'm not going to take some uh, snarky joke from an enlisted <laughs> man. That's great. Well, we already established because uh, uh, Hector Ramirez is about to get killed by the drilling machine. He says, uh-huh. "I want to interview you." <laughs> At which point, why didn't Cobra Commander, if he really wanted this interview so badly, why didn't he just set it up from the beginning? I mean, That's true. I mean, he thinks he's a passionate man. He doesn't think these things through. He just wanted to crush them with his <laughs> drilling device. And then that comes up. Do, and then we get but, that, that he makes it an impulsive decision. Yeah. Absolutely he wants to get interviewed. Of course he wants to get interviewed. But I guess my question is, like, he's on TV. He pirates airwaves all the time. Why did this not occur to him until this moment? Listen, we've established that he is a 12-year-old boy. Okay, true. And... I think that the idea of being interviewed by a famous news personality is probably making him go, ooh. But he already has the producer in his pocket, so if he was to tell Hector Ramirez one-on-one interview with Cobra Commander, Hector, you get your Pulitzer. It probably didn't occur to him before. (laughs) Yeah, and again, this is also, like I said, a a transition time for media. Uh, and so, you know, he probably wasn't thinking of like, oh, my God, what if th- we had like a really humanizing interview and I get to right. talk about my mm-hmm. uh, um, history? I'm going to play this one because it <laughs> because <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> the actual interview. Oh, yeah. Then after leading a mutiny at my military academy. <sighs> just, and then oh, Hector's Hector bored. Hector is so bored. Yes. <laughs> He led a mutiny at his military academy, never raised a red flag with anyone, apparently. <laughs> How did this guy get to be where he is today? I want to I wanna hear the rest he of that interview. That I would watch that 60 Minutes episode. I mean, this is like this is like a, a, a Sith origin story. Like, right. He was, like, like that's, what ha- that's why he never got shot down, because he led that mutiny and succeeded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the problem is, like, uh, he got Hector Ramirez. He should have gotten Martin Bashir. <laughs> to come into Neverland at Cobra Temple <laughs> and do an interview because it I would have left that our interview being like, he's just misunderstood. <laughs> sure, he's killed a lot of people, blown up 93% of the world's oil. I forgive him. He had a rough childhood. <laughs> yes, yeah, so this pretty much fast forward to the end of the episode because uh-huh. um, a crazy moment happens where uh, they just decide to attack because a laser beam gets shot accidentally. <laughs> sure. Yeah. As, as happens yep. apparently in bases, right. so they just dive in, blowing up all the gas, uh-huh. the laughing gas, the tear gas, the uh, itching gas, the itching gas. <laughs> That's a thing. Well, you know, Bazooka kind of teased it the previous episode by suddenly thinking he was itching. Oh yeah. Oh, maybe he had like a premonition of this episode, <laughs> and psychosomatically got itchy. Um, <laughs> reaching maybe. But yeah, just a bunch of poop happens. There's a big fight and not really a very interesting fight, honestly. I felt yeah. that Act 3 was the weakest part of this episode. Yeah, they just wanted to end it fast, I think. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. they write themselves into a corner like, we got 90 seconds. The Red <laughs> Rocket episode was the same way. Yeah. It's like, 90 seconds. Guys, 90 seconds credits are running. Fuck, 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 fuck. Go, 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 go. <laughs> all right, just blow up all the canisters. Everything's exploding. Uh, Everybody drills out. Laughing and itching. It's and uh, fine. Some of them the are reporter crying, says that he's going to write a nice story. <laughs> the reporters are laughing. being like, it was great. Ha, ha, ha. And then, f- how about Duke's character arc for this story, though? Hold on, because I wrote <laughs> yes. funny again. <laughs> it's it's just the tone of his voice, the tone of Duke's voice. And I'd like an explanation for all this. <laughs> <laughs> second thought. Beg 
get it. He's just like so good. I mean, that's I mean that is uh, uh, if this were the properly rated, it'd be like you know what. Fuck it. Yeah. Just nah. fuck it. Yeah. That's what his tone of voice said. Uh-huh. I just, it's just his character. He's an hour off the base <laughs> getting strange from Scarlet. He gets the call being like. Arguably, that's not strange at all since they're <laughs> uh, having sex constantly. I mean, maybe. Yeah. I think they could be normal. platonic. Getting, uh, getting normal from Scarlet. <laughs> getting not, normal not, from Scarlet. Here's the deal. Not the way they were doing it that time. <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, so then he gets a call being like, news team is here. You have to get back to the base right now. Flies to the base, finds out everyone has left the base mm-hmm. and gone to the Rockies to this Cobra base. Finally gets there, finally sees everybody. They're in hysterical laughing fits. And he's just like, and the ma- a mountain has disappeared, <laughs> in, front disappeared in front of his eyes. And he's just looking to be like, you know what? Fuck today. Uh, no, I'm no. out. I'm, I'm out, everybody. Done. As, as he should be. At that point, no, like, everything seems safe. Everyone's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are we done here? Can yeah. I just... Okay. Check Getting back in my helicopter awesome. thing. Yep. So that's... And Shipwreck never gets reprimanded for taking no. civilians into horrible danger. No. Too, and, everybody's laughing. Everybody's happy. And this episode failed the Bechdel test once again. How many oh. episodes, Harry? <laughs> this maybe was this our best 13. chance. 13. Our best chance to pass No, it. I still think the best chance was when there was, there was oh, Satin okay. and her 90 million backup <laughs> dancers, all of whom were female. It's true. <laughs> you get back with Shipwreck, I'm, I'm actually kind of feeling like this might be the fifth most reckless thing he's going to do. In the, in the in, as the show goes along, numbers I've, one through four, I'll involve a date with me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> reckless. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, so you're saying he's in danger from you? That's what I'm getting out yeah, of it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> he just he's just like I'm here for the date. And you just jump on him. Yeah. <laughs> Have, you Have you seen that chest? Have you seen that chest? I'll probably gosh. hate him again in two episodes. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to do something wildly misogynistic before too I th- long. I don't yeah. know. I think he's the one that treats the ladies well because you know Satin like goes out with him and like I mean he's the one that gets all the chicks. I'll just put it out there. Those are usually he- not the ones that treat chicks well. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. But I'm just saying in the dealings I've seen, I mean, granted, they are gone a week later. Maybe it's to your point. Yeah. He's great. And then Satin was just like, I got to get out of here. Shit, yeah. I got a tour to go on. It's, that's, you, you can handle him for like two times. And then you're like, like oh, no, I see that you're kind of annoying. No, it was really nice. I'm, I'm glad we did it. There's no hard feelings But now here. we're done. I would recommend you to my female friends. I would, I would, but... rec- I would give you a great Yelp review. <laughs> Is that Lulu thing still around? Uh, I don't know. Oh I hope so. You should check your score. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I forgot that was a thing. Yeah. Uh, in any case, that is 20 questions. I think arguably, do we agree? Like maybe the best episode we've seen so, so far? So in, far. Even solid. in hindsight, this and is a very solid. strong episode. I'm looking forward to my next Buzz Dixon outing. <laughs> you like, made that sound I feel like, filthy. Yeah. I know. It was amazing. In any case, that's going to do it for us. Check out your next Know Your Joe. Until then, I am Ray Stacanis. Robert Chan. Gina Ippolito. And you can check us out on Facebook.com slash Knowing is Half the Podcast. Subscribe to us. Give the show five stars on iTunes. Until then, good night. Enjoy your apples, everybody.
ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. (laughs) Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America vs. Darth Vader, Solid Snake vs. the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop vs. Terminator, and even the Muppets vs. Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com.